All right, welcome to another Indecorous podcast. Purveyors of Fact Forest, join in this futile quest for knowledge, have a laugh, learn a fact, and try out all our Indecorous life hacks. As always, we have Carlos, Bobby, Yo. and I'm Ian. And today we have a very special treat. Our old pal, comedian Joe Zimmerman, is in the house. Joe Z in the house. It's me. <laughs> all right, gang, so we have an awesome show. Our lead topic today, a New Zealand man basing the axe at work, brought a support clown to his recent redundancy meeting. The $200 clown performed and provided comedic relief as his bosses fired him. So I'll show you guys the, uh, <laughs> here's a picture from the meeting room. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very serious That's looking That's a great clown. photo. I thought the clown was going to have makeup on, but it's like a frat guy with a, wi- <laughs> with a wig. Here's the full story. So I'll let you guys kind of walk everybody through this. Auckland ad man Joshua Jack said he sensed the bad news when he received an email from his employer telling him they needed to have a meeting to discuss his role in the company. In the email, they mentioned being able to bring an emotional support person to the meeting. So this dude didn't really know he was getting fired. He kind oh, of yeah. thought that was going to... Something could happen. That would have been really room. awkward if he wasn't getting fired. He was getting a promotion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, we really like what you've been doing. But then he brings a fucking clown and they're like, well, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe you shouldn't be the CEO anymore. So backfires. <laughs> Uh, so Joshua was quoted as saying, I thought the meeting was either going to be about a promotion or worse. So just to cover all my bases, I thought it was best to bring in a professional. So I paid $200 and hired a really talented clown. That, that's how you cover all your bases? <laughs> a really talented clown. That clown was just his friend from college. Yeah. <laughs> his friend was probably just hounding him forever. Like, come on, man, give me a gig, dude. Yeah. Like, all right. Well, corporate I got a gig. redundancy. He was trying meet. to get a corporate gig. Yeah. The clown was hilarious yet respectful. I'm reading he maintained <laughs> a silly face that'd be weird if that was just how i talked no that'd be great if joe just knew this story and you just <laughs> off the top of your head you're t- actually the clown was kind of re- i've heard about this <laughs> the clown was hilarious yet respectful he maintained a silly face the whole time who's telling the story to the news <laughs> did he bring a news reporter with the clown there's some sauce he, on he was covering part. all his bases <laughs> So I heard about this story, so the guy does an interview on a talk show. I'll, I'll let you hear, hear the okay. salts in a second. But, uh, but only made a handful of balloon animals so as not to make too much noise. <laughs> <laughs> so he made a respectful amount of balloon animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. After the meeting, Jack's boss was quoted as saying, I thought it was a good firing, and the emotional support clown did spice up the meeting a little. <laughs> That yeah. was a good firing. That's yeah. a quote. Um, so here's the sauce on this. Oh, we got an Australian I mean, I accent. Get fired. But apart from that, all smooth running. Um, he made a few animals. Uh, he made me unicorn. He made a poodle as well. Yeah, mate. Pretty straightforward. So <laughs> they're sitting here on the other side. Who is it? Someone from HR, a boffin from HR, and your boss. And yes. and what are they keeping a straight face? What's happening? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, relatively, they could see the, the humorous side in it. It was rather noisy, him making balloon animals, so we had to tell him to sort of be quiet from time to time. But, uh, <laughs> so you get the idea. I didn't understand anything that was just said. Uh, yeah, you need a translator for that. I, I need some closed captions. I feel like as comedians, we sometimes suffer humiliation and, and indignities as a performer. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine what clowns have to oh, go through? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 200 bucks to perform for a guy getting fired. <laughs> he probably enjoyed it, ironically, but, <laughs> but what if he took it seriously? The resume and, booster yeah. for sure. And yeah, it's, not, it's going on his bio. And so many people are afraid of clowns and or hate them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
I wonder if he gets a referral for more corporate events. <laughs> from that guy. I mean, he could build himself as the emotional support, support. clown. <laughs> People getting fired. From now on, yeah. All right, gang. Moving on to our next topic here. Unethical life hacks. We've scraped the bowels of the internet to find the most amazing life hacks for those brave enough to dare. To set your moral compasses south and join us for this edition of Unethical Life Hacks. All right, and I will let Joe lead us off here. Every zoo is a petting zoo if you're illiterate. Bar beware, it's a tiger, it's an animal you wouldn't want to pet, but you can't read the sign that says stay away, so you just go for it. You just think oh, it's... Oh, I see what you're is. saying. They usually mark these areas as unsafe for kids, don't put your kids in here, but if you can't read, the kid just jumps the fence and starts playing with the wolves. That took, yeah, that took me a second to understand this. Yeah, I thought, now now I see what you're saying, yeah. That's like I was saying, like, if you never learn how to count, then, like, every time you have sex, it can be a threesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of good things that could come from not from knowing, being dumb. from not knowing how things work. Yeah. <laughs> every wolf could be your dog if you don't know what wolves are. <laughs> so I'll let Bobby uh, take this next one here. Write the name of your enemy on your body every day in permanent marker. This way, on the day you die, no matter how you die, they will become a suspect. <laughs> yeah. So I would say, uh, listen to Joe on his pod, and I've heard you have an arch enemy. Oh, so, yeah. Front desk security lady. So this is a hack for you, my friend. If you're feeling sickly, if you're feeling like you might go down. Why are they your enemy? She, she. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Every week I have to enter this building. To do my podcast, A Great Listening Experience. It's the name of it. I didn't mean to plug it, but you asked. <laughs> every week, I have to enter this building, and every week, she pretends like she doesn't remember who I am. She pretends like I'm not on the list. <laughs> she acts busy for a while. She's like, hold on just a second, and then she like presses buttons on a wall. <laughs> she comes over. She's like, name. I'm like, oh, Joe Zimmerman. I give her my ID, and then she looks through her computer every time. I I don't have your name in here. <laughs> I'm like, well, I just checked with the guy. He he's, he made sure it's in there again. She's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. It's not in here. <laughs> and this goes on for five minutes every time, and then out of nowhere, she's like, oh, oh, here it is. I found it. Yeah. So it was just in a weird place, but uh, <laughs> you need to. But yeah, I, I helped you. Out. She basically ends with like, "Yeah, I helped you out, so you're welcome." <laughs> so she's she, doing you a favor. She always is doing me a favor by finding my name that's in the system. You need, a, you need to bring like a emotional support clown every single time. <laughs> He'll never forget you, right? Yeah. Oh, there's a guy that brings the clown every fucking time. Uh, this, I like this trick name on the body on my, my Chris Angel joke. There's a situation where you could also just have one contact in your phone. <laughs> they would automatically be a suspect. You could, if you could just get a famous person's phone number and just have go. that number in your phone. So are you going to be more grateful when you see her next week? Why would I be more grateful? She does oh, you oh, a solid oh, every a week. Solid. Yeah. But yeah, you understand that's what infuriates me the most. Yeah. I'm like, You're not doing me a favor. Yeah. I just waited for seven minutes again. Yeah. And I couldn't have done more to put my name in the system. <laughs> she finally, like every time, she oh, the Z's are down there. <laughs> Where they always are. Zip, it just doesn't zip, know the yeah. It is at the bottom the of hack the one. She's illiterate. She goes through every <laughs> single letter till she gets to the Z. Yeah, so that's my arch enemy. Problem is you put this person's name on your body every day. <laughs> <laughs>
Do you even <laughs> do you even know what her name is? No. Yeah, see, that's so a, step that's, one. Figure yeah. that out. Figure step two. That out. Maybe I'll get a tattoo you're, of her you're, face. You're giving her, you're giving her shit for not recognizing you, and you don't even know this person's name. Has anybody ever learned the name of the security person at a building? <laughs> what, what if her name was Joanne Zimmerman, and she still can't remember you? <laughs> All right. If you're lost in the middle of nowhere, just search for a rock slash metal band doing a video or photo shoot. Oh, yeah, because they do their photo shoots in deserts Dude, and stuff. Have you ever seen like an abandoned warehouse or a train track that hasn't been oh. made? They're always there loitering. It would be so funny that. if a rock band gets arrested for loitering outside of a <laughs> warehouse. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just roll with it and make that the album cover. Hey, this, I'm getting arrested. Hey, this desert wasteland is actually private property. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to be here. If somebody steps back and accidentally bumps into you, say, in a crowded place, what you want to do is just tickle them. That way, it'll be less awkward. You'll both have a laugh, maybe even become fast friends. And or you'll get me too. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, if someone doesn't giggle in this situation, are they really worth becoming friends with in the first place? But is it worth going to jail? (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the picture, you have a feather. I think if you tickled somebody with a feather, they would be less intrusive than than just getting all up in their belly with your hands. Yeah. The proper way to grip everybody, right? Yeah. I wonder what's the furthest charges you could press if somebody tickled you with a feather. I wonder how far that could go in Depends court. Depends on the state. Depends on the it state. It does depend on the state. <laughs> I don't think it's in the Constitution, Oklahoma. but I mean, it depends from state to state. Look at that lady. I wouldn't touch her with a two-foot feather. <laughs> <laughs> Guy that's obsessed with tickling. I'll let Joe take this next one here. Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. That's the mantra I wake up with every day. <laughs> Defeat the power of Murphy's Law in your life by procrastinating Putting off important decisions and constantly changing your mind to the point you don't know yourself what you want. That also sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like a paradox. You can't be foiled by Murphy's Law if you don't even know what you want out of life. You're saying don't let anything go wrong by not doing anything. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Your advice is the opposite of Wayne Gretzky's advice. (laughs) (laughs) Try to make zero goals and you'll have 100% average. Borrow money from a pessimist. They don't expect it back. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if you just have a friend that's a sucker, then you can have all kinds of fun with that motherfucker. (laughs) But then you got to hang out with this person that's negative all the time. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Oh, you're never going to pay me back. The pounding around with negative Nancy might have an upside to it is the point here. Well, yeah, I mean, basically, you don't pay them back because it's like, listen, man, this is the fee for me having to listen to your fucking sad sack shit. (laughs) Yeah, but every time you ask to borrow money, they're going to be like, well, I could give you ten dollars but i i'm late on rent having trouble with my cat bills (laughs) if you're being catcalled or sexually harassed by someone say you're a mormon missionary and try to convert them to mormonism if that doesn't work try scientology everyone hates scientology easiest way to shut someone down that's trying to put the moves on you Start talking about, you know, polarizing topic like religion uh, or politics. Finally, I have a strategy to avoid everybody that keeps hitting on me. <laughs> <laughs> keeps Big cat problem call. in Carlos. Yeah, yeah, fuck. This is All these re- cat calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking load Ooh. off my back. Look at that sweet boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Carlos is like, you want to be a Mormon? Yeah. Or Scientologist. Joseph Smith is awesome. <laughs> so this last one here is... Uh, 
moving out and can't break your lease? Turn your apartment into an investment by posting it on Airbnb. This is most likely a violation of your lease's policy, so probably just going to get evicted for breaking the rules. Bam, lease broken. This just sounds like something you've thought about a lot. <laughs> yeah, half of these life hacks, like sometimes Ian gets really detailed. It's like, you start on S-Corp, and then you do the fraudulent check. And it's like, holy, what the fuck are you talking about? You open an account in the Bahamas. It's like, you really thought about this, Ian, for a while. Then peasant like, insurance on the old people. Fucking they Bernie Madoff over here. Yeah, And if that fails, just don't pay them. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could, that's a good point. You could not pay. <laughs> and they would evict you also. <laughs> that's probably a quicker life hack. It's like a warp speed life hack. All right, so our next topic, gang, is the unbelievable story of the Great Emu War. Love the Great Emu War. (laughs) Which, for the uninitiated, was a nuisance wildlife management military operation undertaken in Australia in 1932 to address the public concern over the number of emus said to be running amok in areas of Western Australia. Big Australia episode. I think we incidentally made this an Australia-themed episode. Wasn't, wasn't this Good the, uh, the War eye, of Mike? Australian Aggression? Hello. Jet, yeah. Would you like to butter the bread? <laughs> Put some butter on the bread. <laughs> Is that what they say there? They turn their A's to I's there, and they do the er's or uh's, yeah. so butter. And they always say yeah over yeah. <laughs> and then I <laughs> is oi. Would you like to roid the thing, Mike? Long story short, they talk stupid. <laughs> I think that's the point we're trying to make. Yeah. Don't let Bobby lead us off here on this one. All right. So uh, after World War I, the Australian government struggled to find things for their returning military veterans to do. So in 1915, a soldier settlement scheme was created to give these lads a purpose. So several thousand men were given land to farm in Western Australia, an area heavily populated with emus. Was the war over in 1915? World War One. This is like a, you know. Yeah, it's still. It was World still War going one. on, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I think this might have been Australia's participation in that leg of the <laughs> they, were, uh, they weren't really in it like, for the... Yeah, we're out. We yeah. did our shift and then they just fucking went back home. <laughs> Probably just rotating the boys on the field, you know. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not quite the heroes that history textbooks tell about. All right. So in 1929, the Great Recession hit and sent global crop prices to plummet. And adding insult to injury was the fact that the emus who were pushed off their land originally were now starting to fight to take it back. Emus had been a protected native species up until 1922, but over a 10-year period, they wreaked so much havoc on the farms, flattening crops, eating them down to a stub, that they were officially reclassified as vermin in 1932. <laughs> I love Isn't how this the- what Hitler did with the Jews? <laughs> <laughs> They were an endangered species, but then he just classified them as vermin. How, how Australian is that? Your crops are struggling because of emus. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like like if you're just trying to write a joke about Australia, that would be like your go-to hacky fucking... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the fucking emus. But no, this is real, apparently. I never <laughs> fact-check anything. It, sound, no, it sounds like a cartoon. Like it, no. You can't even imagine it being real. I heard this is real. I, I heard about this story. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Of course you did. It's a great emu war, and it's exciting what happens, Carlos. You're going to be surprised by what happens. <laughs> okay. I'll all let right. Joe take all us right. on this next fun I'm point I'm on the here. edge of my seat. The farmers, who were all former military, couldn't put a dent in their numbers, so bounties were put on the emus. The veterans tried to give it a go, but they lacked the proper weapons and ammunition, so they phoned in the Australian military to help. <laughs> so the good old lads couldn't do it with the old-timey pistols and shotguns they had. Just so they, around after the they war. brought in the heavy artillery? So they needed the heavy artillery. So led by Major G.P.W. Meredith of the 7th Heavy Battery of the Royal Australian Artillery, the Army set out on the 2nd of November 1932 
determined to gun down a group of 50 birds in a district of Campion. They moved in formation behind the birds, but the birds answered the organized assault with inspired chaos, scattering themselves in all directions to minimize the casualties. Uh, I, mean, I think we're giving these emos a little bit too much credit. Like that's That was their strategy. Inspired chaos. They, they had planned, to, if we ever get attacked by the military, this is our plan, we're just going to scatter. I think that's just what emos do. <laughs> I think people do that too by default. Fucking shoot him. <laughs> but apparently they're so fast that the military couldn't peg them down. Are emos like ostriches oh yeah Ostr- there's, yeah like big menacing looking uh, okay bird. like the roadrunner yeah yeah like okay a i've never tall, seen an emo black, muscular menacing looking well they scatter so they can come back to flank them oh yeah that's oh, yeah. yeah that's what they're doing uh, and just in case we get fact checked at the great depression not <laughs> recession god um, damn it <laughs> great recession of 1929 when obama ruled two days later the emus had their revenge. Concealed gunners sighted a thousand emus and had them at point blank range, but then the machine gun jammed and the emus scattered in all directions, injuring several of the men in the process. <laughs> I could see like an 8 bit video game with a kid, and there's just a crappy <laughs> buttons on there. And every time you try to push the buttons, it just shoots erratically at the screen. You can never get your target. And then the graphics are just like the emus won, and they just scatter all over the screen. Game over here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this was a missed opportunity back in the Atari days. The emo war. I'm telling you, the great emo war is Atari. Yeah, this would have been a great arcade game. Yeah, we well, right. Fuck Pong. <laughs> yeah. Right, What's so. the one with the flying arcade game? Galaga, right? Yeah, Galaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This could have been Space Invader, Emu Invader. Wasn't there one with ostriches or something? Was there? Oh, was there? That'd be cool. I don't know. That's it. Now we're having a pause to think about if there was an ostrich video game in the 1980s. (laughs) Bring the podcast to a halt, Joe. (laughs) Over the entire military campaign, the army tried and failed in a number of ways. They tried gunning them down in moving trucks, but found they couldn't aim properly. They also tried targeting large group of birds, but the birds would always split into smaller groups. <laughs> they also tried machine guns, but these would always get jammed on the re- Maybe they need to get better machine guns. Yeah, well, it's, it's the 1920s. These, these fucking things, they keep getting jammed. Unless that's how fucking smart the emus were. They were fucking sabotaging the machine guns. <laughs> they well, were this, sneaking into the encampment. Maybe this kind of goes to show how little Australia has helped in the world wars. They can't even... <laughs> They don't even have the military intelligence to defeat birds. Yeah, they, they were already out of World War One in like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. They, they were like, people, no, we still got an emu problem. <laughs> oh, great. The Australians are here to help. <laughs> like, where do you want us to aim? No military strategy was ever successful. The army was never able to kill more than just a handful of birds at a time. The Australian media had a field day, mocking the failures each day until the military finally just gave up. The ass-kicking by the emus is so legendary <laughs> that the emu was placed on the Australian coat of arms. <laughs> That's like insult on top of injury, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's probably how they came to terms with the emus. Like, listen, all right, we'll stop fucking you up, but you better put us on that coat of arms. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was that was the That's emu's the terms. That was their negotiation strategy. Yeah, it's like, we'll stop jamming your fucking machine guns. They almost had an emu military coup. I'm country. surprised Australia is not run by emus at this point. <laughs> Hey guys, if you're enjoying the podcast, please jump on iTunes, leave us a five-star review. That doesn't cost anything. Obviously, if you could support us on Patreon, that would be amazing. But if you can't do any of that stuff, just tell a friend and help us spread the indecorous word.
All right, so moving us right along, gang. In Decorous Games, so this week we are doing Factor Farce. We will dazzle you and literally blow your brains all over the wall with these amazing truths that you will soon learn. The way this works, gang, one of these is going to be true and one of these is going to be made up. But everyone gets to play. I'll let oh, Bobby D kick us off. Bobby D. Bobby. <laughs> Bobo. Bobalone. Bobby. Bobaloo. Boobs. The Bobs. Bobby. Bobaroni. Robert D. All right, Bobby. So get in there right at the bottom there. All right. Uh, male bees typically have multiple partners and are considered whores of the insect world. And number two. When threatened, the hairy frog will break its own bones through its skin and use them as a weapon. Can I say what I heard about yeah, male, yeah, yeah, be- yeah. male bees? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, of I course heard you know about this. That they just live their life basically just sitting there inside the hive because the females go out and get the honey. They just sit there growing up teenagers and then the first time they ever splooge they do it on the queen bee and yeah. they immediately die that's the end of their Is life that, they die after they, they, splooge? Have, they have one splooge on the queen that's their purpose in life dead that's their whole life just sitting there in the little but what, what exactly does the splooging is that what kills them or do they just commit suicide after that no it's the splooge is that's the end of their life force so, so joe just wow. gave, so joe just gave us he's going farce on number one therefore going fact on number two and then when one of these the hair frog one. will break its own bones to its skin and use them as a weapon. Wow. Because one of these is real, one of these is fake. Both so, of these seem crazy. So Joe just called fake on the first one because they can't really be whores if they die upon first ejaculation. I mean, this is just what I heard. I never actually looked this up. Okay. So. No, I thought yeah, this was I, what you masturbated to. Maybe what I just said could be false. So. Oh, but, but, I, <laughs> but yeah, so I'll say, but it also sounds crazy that a hairy frog will break its own bones to use them as a weapon. Exactly. That one sounds crazy too. But I guess I'll pick that one just <laughs> because of my... Fake news information about bees. <laughs> all right, what do you say, Bob? Um, yeah, I thought the bee thing was bullshit. I thought they just all pukakied the queen. Yeah, I think you that yeah. too. There might be different types of bee um, species <clears throat> do different types of... Okay. All right. Oh, I'm not, I'm not as familiar with bee facials as you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going, for the sake of being the contrarian, I'll go with, yeah, hairy frogs break their own bones. All right, well, like gang. fucking savages. <laughs> All right, so two out of three takes the prize. So Joe and Bobby are on the board. Kind of a Yay! As, as, as Joe said, every male bee you have ever seen is a virgin. A male bee's testicles explode during sex, killing him instantly. So, oh damn. wow! I didn't mean to give away the ending. Oh, but, but your your knowledge on animals is probably going to make it to where. To be fair, you should probably go last. Let these guys All right. have the unqualified I, answer. I didn't you give know, the secret. I didn't. Sauce I didn't know the game before I spouted out my fun <laughs> facts about bee splude. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'll let Carlos take us on this next one here. Uh, this is the first one. Despite the fact that we slaughter roughly 30 million cows per year, outside of a few rodeo deaths, cows only kill a handful of humans each year. That's the first one. The second one is if you cut the head off a cockroach, it will live for another few weeks because they have the ability to heal the wound completely before too much blood leaves it. All right. Uh, like normally I would defer to Joe but there's no splooging yeah, involved you, in these so I'm not sure Joe's as Ian familiar. said I'm not allowed to talk you, you have to go last because you probably know the answer to most of these well but there's no splooging involved so I don't know if Joe's going to know about That's this true. one I, uh, I am going to say cockroach thing is true okay Bobby right. D who Bobby. you got yeah I'm going with cockroach thing as well it's, it's just one of those things like you hear they can survive you know nuclear holocaust so yeah why not a decapitation all right, All right, and now, and Joe, Joe well, tell us I how they mate. I have to say, mate. this is a little misleading, because it says, 
cows only kill a handful of humans each year. A handful, does that mean a hand is five? Yeah. Five, five to ten, I guess. Yeah. yeah, how big is your hand? I think I cows kill upwards of 50 humans each year. So I'm going to say that the cockroach is false. No, no, wait, wait. You're saying the cockroach is too true and the cow is false. If you cut ahead of a cockroach, it will live for another few weeks because they have the ability to heal the wound completely. That seems... I didn't even know cockroaches they both seem fa- They both seem false to me. <laughs> I'm going... They both seem false, which I know is not an option. But because <laughs> but, I think more than a handful of humans get killed by cows. But, I'll, but so I guess that means I must say that the... But I also don't think a cockroach would live for two more There's weeks. a lot of money on the line, so you've got to think this out there. <laughs> Do you need to phone a friend? I don't believe either is true, so I'm curious what the answer All is. All right, so the answer is you're more likely to be killed by a cow than a shark. There are typically 25 cow-related deaths each year, which is very close to your answer, Joe. Yes. Versus only 5 to 10 shark deaths. The most deadly animal, however, is a mosquito who serves up hundreds of thousands of deaths each year through malaria. Whoa. So that's true about cockroaches live for a few weeks after their heads chopped off? A few weeks. Crazy, right? Oh. I would hate to be the terrorist that's trying to terrorize cockroaches, you know what I mean? <laughs> They're constantly chopping their heads off, but they just fucking heal up again. I hate to be the ISIS of cockroaches. <laughs> the ISIS of cockroaches is just every exterminator. Yes, basically, right? Yeah, you're right. If I had a dollar for every time you were saying you'd hate to be the ISIS of cockroaches. The ISIS of cockroaches. <laughs> Carlos is like, I'd one. rather just be the ISIS of, of ISIS. Of ISIS. The ISIS of people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, each year... Teddy bears are responsible for more human deaths than real bears. I like that one, whether it's <laughs> fake or true. Or, cherophobia is the fear of cheerleaders. I'll, I'll let you go first, Bobby D. <laughs> Bobo. Bubs. Bobo. Bobby. Debo. I am going to say that teddy bears are responsible for more human deaths because maybe like the little plastic nose pops off and your stupid oh, baby yeah. chokes so on you're it. going stupid kids on this one yeah okay choking hazard all right i Gross. i'm gonna go with that one too just because a lot of these phobias the phobia doesn't sound anything like the actual thing that you're talking about yeah. so Chero just sounds too much like cheer. It seems too obvious. And it probably did have two E's, but Ian just spelled it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably, probably right. It's probably a Q and an X in there, but he just fucking missed them. There's <laughs> a recurring thing. The only way I can stump you guys is with spelling errors. Ian can't spell for shit. <laughs> All right, Joe, who you got? Ian's like the kid in the petting zoo. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Every word's spelled correctly if you don't know how to spell. Um, I'm going to say... That teddy bears seems false to me because I feel like real bears kill at least a hundred people around the world. I got two for cheerophobia and one for teddy bears, right? Yeah. All right. So I think I got to go with uh, two out of three takes it. So apparently, oh man, real not cheerleaders, but cheerophobia is the fear of having fun, oh. being cheerful, you know, happiness. You know, we should have named our podcast cheerophobia. <laughs> <laughs> The fear of having fun. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. <laughs> That's just what I call my audiences when I do a show. <laughs> you guys must be cheerful. <laughs> yeah. It's just terrified of having a good time. Yeah, that's so, what it is. So you're not. So teddy bears kill more people than real bears. Exactly what we were thinking. It's just the children chewing on the belly buttons or the, the button eyes or the button noses. Hmm. You never hear about it because of big teddy bear. <laughs> Always teddy trying bear to hide. Ever trying to fill the, the gloom and doom. They probably are made of like 
probably a lot of like toxic substances. Yeah, they're all made of asbestos. <laughs> they've well, they've got to be like fire retardant, probably. So they're just well, like doused well, you, in you chemicals. Can't, you can't say retardant. Oh. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't use that kind of language on this podcast. Fire disabled. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's so move into our next topic, gang. Dumb as hell state laws. So the byproduct of stupid people electing stupid people, making stupid laws. This week we're doing the tiny destination. No, wait, we're doing the uh, Idaho. This week we're doing Idaho. <laughs> the destiny, yeah, no destination. Tiny, tiny in destination Idaho have never gone Idaho. Yeah, it's in the same sentence together. Yeah, yeah, you really fucking misspelled Idaho on the top. Hawaiiho. I'll let Bobby lead us off here. It is a criminal offense to ride a merry-go-round on a Sunday. Yeah, this is illegal, but uh, if this is illegal, then just about doing anything on a Sunday would be illegal, I would think. I mean, if it's for religious purposes. It's just fun is illegal, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sunday is for misery. <laughs> Wait, what is, is this uh, old laws or what is this? These are laws that are on the books right now. You can actually look up the state law code and it'll have this in plain in, English. In which state? But this is Idaho. Idaho. Idaho, Idaho. spelled H-A-W-A-I-I. <laughs> Oahu. So if yeah. you fact check me, it's from a fictitious state's the point there, I guess. <laughs> Maybe it was like when merry-go-rounds first became a thing, too many people were going to the merry-go-round and not enough were going to church. That's how fun <laughs> merry-go-rounds were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they have to make fun. all these things illegal because of everything. These, because kids, fun than these kids with their merry-go-rounds. <laughs> it's not like it used to be. They don't talk to each other anymore. They just ride their merry-go-rounds. In circles all day. <laughs> like circles were like a satanic symbol. <laughs> <laughs> It is illegal for anyone over the age of 88 to ride a motorcycle. Now, this just sounds like it's coming from the insurance companies. This doesn't sound like it's a <laughs> but state what, law. But why 88, though? You know what because I mean? Because they, they have brittle bones. Yeah, what, 87-year-olds don't? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where do you draw the line? and a statistical analysis. It sounds like the CEO of whatever insurance company was 87 it's and just want to yeah. fuck on the 88-year-old. It's because an 88-year-old drove into a cornfield in <laughs> Idaho. I, I think that's going to be how they're going to fix social security it's going to be mandatory if you're 88 that you'd be riding a motorcycle yeah that's <laughs> that's how we need to fix this social security problem yeah prove to us that you are worthy of living by fucking riding this motorcycle <laughs> over this gorge <laughs> yeah. evil can evil this shit otherwise you're not worthy of social security that should be the test at 88 you gotta jump over the grand canyon otherwise you don't get social security anymore <laughs> At least we'd all know when our time's up. Yes, right. <laughs> Snakes have been banned from biting humans on a Sunday, except when it's snowing. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with false. <laughs> yeah, this is still Also, there's no false. bans on animals' behavior. Ian's like, I got to think of something with snakes. <laughs> yeah. I did try. If I don't put snakes in here, Joe's going to walk out of the podcast. Snakes <laughs> have been banned from biting humans on a Sunday, except when it's snowing. How but do you exist, enforce that? There's no existing bans on animals. Yeah, like yeah. they had this, and but then, you know, it went to court, and then the snake was like, well, it was snowing. <laughs> and that's how he got off. It is illegal not to smile in public. All those cheer mm. people are probably going to have a hard time with this one. This is like a double <laughs> negative almost. It is, so it's legal... It's not, it's, it's, you have to smile. You have, have to, to smile. smile. So if you're cheerphobic and you're 
period of merriment, you're going to just be doomed. Hey, that's the ultimate old guy that's hitting on women that won't smile at him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you're going to jail. Okay, hey. well, you have to now. <laughs> hey, but hey, what, what if you're surrounded by wolves? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Nice callback. Oh, yeah, yeah. To yeah. my hit 2014 comedy album. Where the Chris Angel bit was on. Chris Angel bit? Wow, two bits. So, so would they be doomed in this scenario, Joe? Yeah, you're going to be smiling at so wolves. If, if wolves are just abound in Idaho, would they be doomed in this scenario? Would wolves be doomed? The, the, no, wolves, would, would, the wolves would be fine. It's you. Yeah, they're going to get, get fucked yeah, up. We're, right? we're fucked. Because everyone's hanging out smiling just, you know, by law, and the wolves are just basically having a buffet. The, well, the wolves see you smiling, they're like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> How dare you show your teeth? <laughs> But it's mostly because wolves, they flaunt the law. Like, fuck you for following the rules, yeah. you fucking square. Yeah, rule breakers. Yeah. <laughs> Bicycles are not allowed in the tennis courts. This is a big problem people were having. People were playing a fun game of tennis, and this, then some lady just spinning around on her bicycle, getting in everyone's way. This does show how ridiculous laws are, where you're like, is this a ridiculous law, or did Ian come up with the, the dumbest like, idea? We will never know. Yeah, this is just an extension of a factor force at this point where like that Ian fucking just makes shit up. Again, I never fact check anything that Ian puts on that screen. If it's on there, I'm going to. Yeah, we're fucking, with it. Yeah. Are you going to tell us at the end which ones are true? They're all true, apparently. <laughs> no, Ian's laughing like they're not. I think I'm just going to have to give myself a ding on this one just because, I mean, yeah. Yeah, these are all true. These are all true. The snake bites one is true? According to, like, some website. Yeah, according to the internet, Joe. <laughs> if some, some if guy just can be trusted, you know. Some guy just, like, bought dumblaws.com and made up whatever he wanted. <laughs> and now we're just <laughs> regurgitating that yeah. shit every week he's, on the podcast. He's been waiting for years for a podcast to pick up on this shit. And we're the first suckers that fucking just take everything that he did. Yeah, it's dumblaws.com's time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's our show game. So we learned some cool stuff. I think that, uh, We learned a lot of things I'm not sure are true. <laughs> yeah. We either learned some misinformation. Or we're, I don't know. We're either smarter or dumber, I guess. Joe Zimmerman, you got anything else you want to plug? I have a hit comedy album called Innocence out. And then I have a podcast called A Great Listening Experience. Which is awesome. I've heard this. Where I seek infinite knowledge and power through my podcast. And then lastly, I, I'm doing the fun, silly videos on Instagram at Joe Zimmerman. You're all fans, so yeah. thank you for the likes, Carlos. Every single time, buddy. Every single time. Carlos, I don't know if you're an Instagram boy. You're more of a Twitter, Facebook boy. Why do you got to say boy? <laughs> that almost it's sounded like B-O-I. a boy. Exactly. Low-key fucking insult over yeah. here. He's, He's fucking twit boys yeah, out here. Yeah, yeah. Carlos is a twit boy. I don't boy. know if you're an Instagram man. You're more of a Twitter boy. Yeah. You should but, step up to be an Insta man. 